You're listening to the Some Other Useless Podcast with Richard Wigand. Have you been putting out your cookies and milk yet? We hope not. It would be way too soon. That's right, everybody. Is everybody in the Christmas mood yet? All month long, we'll be doing shows that are Christmas-themed, particularly in the area of what movies and TV shows that my family and I watch every year. And I'm still piecing together some lists. I have have my top three. And I might have to go through and, and add a few more just here and there to kind of talk about our different traditions. But the list I have today is the top three Christmas TV shows. And I've condensed, I've condensed this list down in my head of what I think the top shows are. And I guarantee that many of these shows are not on a lot of your lists out there. There's different shows here and there. Your classic TV shows. Every once in a while there'll be a, a TV show that'll come along. that will have a Christmas Christmas episode that really hasn't quite reached our uh, watch list yet. But sometimes in the past 10 years there have been movies that we've added that we watch over and over again. And that's the point of doing these shows is I want to tell you about all the shows you watch. And maybe kind of give you a little bit of insight and maybe in, influence you to check these films out. Um, especially when I talk about the movies. The list of, of movies that we watch, yes, there are your traditional ones. Then there are some we watch every year as part of our tradition that aren't part of anybody's tradition. And I, I, I just want to kind of put a spotlight on those kind of movies of why they don't get attention. If they have dark elements to them or have humor or whatever that kind of crosses the line, you know you might not want to watch that together as a family. But then, in the past five, maybe four years, movies have gone in another direction, of let's make the more most outrageous and far-from-Christmas um, type movie. Um, you have your shows where Christmas is in the background, Christmas is the main part of the story, Sometimes you can have a story that's too much Christmas, if that makes any sense. If you go into the themes of Christmas, are you telling the biblical side of it? Are you telling the Santa Claus side of it? So the different things here and there, and a lot of times they don't want to kind of combine the two. Uh, some movies do. Uh, we were watching a, a show the other night that... Didn't make this list, but there are some forms of it that are going to make the other list. We watched The Grinch, where Benedict Cumberbatch plays The Grinch. We watched a lot of Grinches. And a few of them have already made the, you know, the other lists. But the Benedict Cumberbatch one is just one we, we've started watching recently. It's like our fourth time watching it. And um, it's, just a, it's a different you know, take on the Grinch story. But it's, it's done in a more... Uh, original way, and it's and it's done in a more interesting way that kind of fuses these things. Like it really, you know, watch the show and go, you're not supposed to think of things like plot holes, or you're not supposed to read too much into what you're seeing. But The Grinch really was kind of really modern, and had a lot of music from artists that would be humans. So it's just interesting to show that that's part of the Who world. Is they listen to that kind of music and they and they sing about Jesus and they sing about religious kind of songs, which means in that universe 
there has to be Jesus and God and all the stuff and the Who's. So it's not and not all cartoons like to go that route. Um, my favorite shows that we'll talk about on another show because I've, I've divided things up in the best animated specials. I was going to do animated movies, and since I was doing TV shows, I just thought, nah, I'll do animated, um, I'll do Christmas specials, and then it just so happens that majority of them are animated. And then I'll do the, we're doing the top TV shows today, and then we're going to do the top Christmas movies, the top Santa Clauses, and I think that's, oh, and the, and then the list that will be entirely unpredictable is the list that you really have to pay attention to are classic rewatchables, which is the list of movies that you may have not heard of, you may not have seen, you may have only seen once. Our family watches them every year, and they become a bigger part of our tradition. So let's get down to it of the top TV shows that we watch every year. I'm going to I'm going to mention just the top three, and then we have an honorable uh, honorable mention for different kinds of reasons. One. It could be either way how I could... I might, I might switch it of what my honorable mention is. It's kind of a tie. Um, like I was saying, when I was putting this list together, I hate making a list because when I do my top three, I feel like I'm ranking among those three. And a lot of these shows can be... Then this would have to be one, two, or three. I hate saying what my second favorite is better than my third favorite. My third favorite is not as good as the first one. Or something. But here we go. Um... So this first one, like I said, could be switched with the honorable mention, but um, every year we watch news radio. We watch two news radio episodes from the second and third seasons. And we just, you know, when it started watching shows, we just, hey, what's the list of all the movies we have that had to do the Christmas? What's all the TV shows we had to do the Christmas? And we just love watching news radio. And then it's, you know, it's sad to see Phil Hartman. He's in both of these. And one storyline in particular, because Phil Hartman plays Bill McNeil, one episode actually is about this Santa Claus that is trying to kill him. So I, I bring this up because... As much as there are movies out there, like, It's a Wonderful Life is dark, you know? People pick, people pick and choose of what is dark, and a lot of your Christmas movies do have a dark element to it. And, some, and, and a lot of the theme is, Christmas is going to bring them back. Christmas is going to uplift these, either their villains or whatever. That was actually a Rankin-Bass, we'll, we'll get to, when, we, when we get to Rankin-Bass, we'll talk about the storylines that... Uh, Rankin Bass heavily focused on, but that is kind of what that is. But I picked News Radio because it's very dear to my heart of watching Phil Hartman um, and Dave Foley, and I think that News Radio is one of the best sitcoms that you know you don't hear about all the time. Most of everybody on the show is still relevant today. You have Andy Dick, you have Joe Rogan, he's in the news almost every single day. Um, Dave Foley, like I said, Stephen Root. Uh, Maura Turney, um, Vicki Lewis, uh, Candy Alexander, I love watching her on uh, CSI Amy also. You had these cast of people 
and it just it worked, you know, uh, and I think that's why the shows like uh, The Office work. It, it it takes place at an office. News radio took place majority of the time at a radio station. So we watch these things every year. They just become more and more part of our traditions, and you know it's like appreciating Phil Hartman every year. We have a lot of movies that we have to watch that have people that have passed away for different reasons. Um, some more tragic than others. But News Radio is just like one of my favorite shows. And I we just put that on the list of, you know, shows we watch every year. And they don't, you know, there's no talk of, you know, the News Radio cast getting back together. Um, I don't think anybody talks about News Radio these days. So thanks to DVDs, we still have them out there. People can check it out. It's in the second season and third season of the show. You can watch two Christmas episodes. One's called A Christmas Story. I think Xmas Story. But yeah, check those out on the news radio episodes. Another show we, another show we watched, we watched two different versions of it um, because um, the show uh, changed their cast so much. But Spin City. I'm including Spin City on this list because, again, it's one of those shows that not only had a really great cast, and the cast was always kind of changing, but the writing and everybody that performed on the show, you don't see this a lot. I mean, we were, we were just watching, we watched two every year, and we just watched the first one, which is Michael J. Fox. We watched Michael J. Fox, and I think it's like from the second or third season. Okay, so yeah, the two episodes we watch every year of Spin City are... Miracle, near 34th Street, which is from 1997, and then Toy Story, which is from 2000. So one uh, is, and it's really cool how we watch it, because we watch it with a Michael J. Fox introduction. He tells his views on it, of what, why he liked it, and what kind of um, what it was like piecing that show together. And he thought it was pretty dark, because the, the mayor in the show says that there is no Santa Claus. So they spend the whole time trying to convince this boy that there is a Santa Claus. And the other one is Toy Story, in which they confiscate toys that have uh, drugs in them. And it's the, it's the same toys that they sent to this orphanage. So this is kind of like a tie. Um, since I'm doing the top three list, I don't want to do a split, but these are the tie episodes that we watch every year because... Spin City is a different show. I can't have one better than the other. Um, you have Michael J. Fox in one episode. You have Charlie Sheen in another one. But I, I do think it's one of the top Christmas shows that we, we watch every year. Because the cast and the writing, they were like, because, like I was saying before I went into a whole bunch of different directions. They were doing like jokes like every few seconds. Every Everything... That they had, and it wasn't just like fluff stuff. A lot of your sitcoms these days, like what passes as an ABC funny show, not not everything's funny, and or at least not everything is told that something should be funny. And the cast of Spin City, in either of these, because since they're three years apart, it does change from um, the, the secretaries change, and then. Uh, and the Charlie Sheen one is also Heather Locklear, but you have these 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 shows that have that put you in a mood, and watching them every year, 
is just it, it like I said, it, it puts you in the mood, you laugh, and it makes you appreciate. I love Michael J. Fox. Uh, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies ever. So watching Spin City, it just puts me in a great time where Michael J. Fox is on TV. Um, he's really great on Family Ties. They did really. We, we also watched the Family Ties Christmas episode. Um, we watched a lot of stuff. And so Michael J. Fox, as you'll as you'll quickly find out, um, there are a lot of actors and actresses that are part of our traditions. Uh, more than once. Catherine O'Hara is part of our traditions more than once. So we have that. We, we watch Spin City, and there are two different kinds of seasons, but they have the same type of humor. You have Barry Boswick, and it's just it's just great. It's just, so check out those episodes of Spin City. So my number one favorite Christmas TV show. And we just watched it as of this recording. We actually happened to watch it last night. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm loving it more and more every time I see it. And as I learn the history about it and the stories about it, I just love getting into television this way. Uh, but it's the Andy Griffith Show. The episode that we watch is called The Christmas Story. And it is such a... I think it's a classic episode of the Andy Griffith Show is a classic Christmas TV show in general. Um, it debuted in December 19, 1960. This was season one of the Andy Griffith Show, episode 11. And they never did another Christmas show. The show was on for eight seasons, and they never did another Christmas episode. I don't know the reasons behind that. Um, I think they do have other holidays. But we watch the Christmas one every year. And I'm going to play my favorite part of it in a second. Um, but this show means a lot, as we talked about out of Lucy, how it means to my mom and my family. The Andy Griffith Show is another one of those shows. You have Don Knotts, you have Andy Griffith, you have Ron Howard as Opie Taylor, Goober, Gomer... The show just spun off into spinoffs, and it, it has lasted all these years, and it's still relevant, and people can still appreciate everything that they did back then. I'm still amazed of the storytelling that a show can do back then, the camera shots and everything, but there were people back then that knew how to do shows, and this is 1960 that they pieced this show together. So the show we watch is called The Christmas Story, and it's... They kind of copy the kind of a police officer that, that the sheriff that Andy is. Uh, he hardly ever likes to keep his prisoners in prison. He always finds some way to get them out. You know, on the show, Otis, who's not in this episode, always puts himself up in prison. So he has a different kind of humor in the plan of what kind of sheriff Andy Taylor is, and the people that come through town, you know, can't be trusted. But it's more like. Well, Andy still finds some way to trust him anyways, but then he you know, later finds him out that... Because there's a lot of people in that show that he can't trust, especially the, the people that hang out with um, his son a lot when he's not there. But this episode is really uh, special um, because he wants to let them out, all his prisoners out, uh, for Christmas. 
and then come to find out that there's this guy in town, Megan Moonshine, and uh, the main guy in town, Ben, Ben Weaver, wants to put the guy in prison, and which would mean now that now Andy and um, Barney have to stay in the jail watching the prisoner, and then Ben's going to stay outside make sure nobody gets out. But the, the whole show has this great theme because, once again, Ben is treated as like the bad guy who doesn't like Christmas. He didn't say bah humbug, he just ha ah, Christmas, eh. I think that guy is like known for playing characters like that because there's other episodes of Andy Griffith's show that kind of kind of sound like this. He had he's had a similar situation with another character on the show like this. Um, I was really surprised that it was like exactly like it. Um, almost the exact kind of um, attitude towards the characters, but it's it's just it's just funny to watch and it's funny for people to check out and it's beautiful. Um, there's an actress in it. Her name is Ellen Donahue, and she plays L.A. Walker. Interesting thing about her, she did not last very long on the show. Um, I read things about that she had left because she didn't feel there was a chemistry. Andy was kind of distant with her. She didn't think that they had the right kind of thing with each other. She only lasted one season. Later I find out that she kind of had, like, health issues also. And the only one who really checked in on her was Don Knotts. So you had... So, so you, you do have shows that where friendships can occur and um, you'd like to see when people are nice to each other and like that. Because that, that show has had some different kind of things attached to it. Andy has had different kinds of you know, feuds with people for different reasons. Um, everybody had to make decisions back then. And they all made these decisions for different reasons. But Ellen Donahue... Um, is a beautiful actress. She's also known for a show called Fathers Knows Best, and it's always constantly on, um, on these shows. Uh, uh, what is it? Um, Antenna TV plays uh, Fathers Knows Best a lot, so I always see her. And um, I'm going to play a clip, and it's her singing. I think it's one of the most beautiful renditions of the song. I just like to set up the clip, and I'm going to play it now for you. So here we go. This is Ellen Donahue and Andy Griffith singing Away in a Manger. The Andy Griffith Show, December 19th, 
Each time I watch that, um, I just I just feel like it, it just I like shows that kind of stop you in the moment. You're watching a show, you're watching a, a TV show, you're watching a Christmas TV show, and you just sit there and you just you get into this world. And I can't think of I can only imagine what it was like in 1960 to watch that for the first time, because it's, it's like I said, season one of the of the Andy Griffith Show. It's just amazing. Um, and it makes me appreciate the show more and more each year. I'm thankful that my mom got me into a show like that. You know, a lot has come out of it. You know, going on to learning more about Don Knotts and Andy Griffith. and Everything just connects to each other. So yeah, so I, I picked the Andy Griffith show as my favorite show. As my favorite Christmas TV show um, ever. Because I just, I like classic. It's classic in the sense that it's, it's you know, an old show. But we watching it, us watching it every year has made it more and more classic. It's like it's our classic too. And I just don't think that people watch. I don't think people choose to watch that every year. Um, the way we choose to watch shows. You know, who's, who's to say? I, I'd love to hear about what everybody's favorite Christmas TV shows and movies are. And especially if it differs from the general of what is out there. Because there are not a lot of shows that are out there these days that are worth watching over and over again. Like Modern Family. Gosh, I can't even think of... I think I, I can maybe think of one Modern Family Christmas, maybe. And I want to say it had to do with Steve Zahn. The only thing I can think of. They did a lot of shows. But they also took a lot of breaks. And and that's the kind of different... That's that's why it's uh, special to talk about TV shows in general. Or Christmas TV shows. Episodic television doing Christmas. And some shows choose to do it. Some shows tiptoe around it. Um, David E. Kelly is known for doing shows like Boston Legal. Christmas would be like this... This thing in the background for like a few shows, which is logical. You know, if, it's, if there's if it's snowing on the ground, uh, snowing is somewhere in the background, uh, Christmas decorations are still up after several weeks of watching. It's logical to have that instead of having one show in particular and on on whatever show you watch, and then the next week the tree's down, everything's gone. Kind of like going back to news radio. Uh, they all, in one of the episodes, they all try to get out of the building. They all try to get... Uh, to Christmas vacation and Joe Rogan's taking down all the Christmas decorations. He, he's getting ahead of himself a little bit, taking down all the Christmas decorations. So those are all our shows we watch. My last one that I'll include um, is an honorable mention. Um, like I said, it could have been switched with news radio. Well, we've, wa we've, we've been watching these shows about the same kind of time thing. 
But, you know, watching news radio for Phil Hartman every year is one thing. Um, but this past year we lost George Siegel. So I like to include the show Just Shoot Me. It's a show we watch every year. It's a fun, fun show that we watch every year. And this year is our first time watching it since he's passed. You know, after watching it on the Goldbergs for years, um, we always loved watching it. You know, you, sometimes you just love seeing actors act. You love seeing the people you've... Not all the time can you see somebody you've known for a long, long time still continuously work. Actors fight for work every day. And I, I can only imagine that George Siegel is really thankful to have a cast like the Goldbergs, uh, a show like the Goldbergs, to keep him working because he was up there. And it just it, it did keep him working. And I think, you know, David Spade even got to pop up on the Goldbergs. So you got to have that kind of just shoot me connection. So just just shoot me just a fun one. It's from the second season. It's called Jesus It's Christmas, but it's written like it says Jesus is Christmas. Because it has to do with a guy that his name is Jesus and they want to do something nice for this guy in the office. They do. And, you know, Watching it this year was different and watching it in the context of George Siegel, but there are Christmas movies and TV shows that we've, we've constantly done that with. And we just never thought, you know, he's, you know, up there in age, it's going to be, you know, it's, it's bound to happen. You watch a lot of movies, you watch a lot of TV shows, a lot of actors, a lot of actresses, and you're going to have some things here and there. But some situations that people have passed are unfortunate. And we'll, we'll later get to another show where... It's been a while since we've seen this person, and, you know, he, oddly enough, the kind of Christmas movie that he got to be in, it's not the kind of Christmas movie that I don't think everybody watches every year, so we'll get to that when we do the top movies. But that is my top list of TV shows that we watch every year. There are more. I, I hate that I had to put together this list, because I felt like if I did five, I had to talk about each one, I had to spend like ten minutes talking about each one, I still wouldn't be done. I didn't want to do a top 10 because that would be even longer. I wanted to kind of condense this because I feel bad that I've left out a lot of shows. We watch Taxi. We watch I Love Lucy. I didn't include. That, that's a good one. That's, that's you know, I, I wish I included that one. Um, I, I have different reasons. I, I wanted to pick something more personal to me. Um, but, I don't know. It, it, I, I do, I, I, I kind of regret not putting Out of Lucy on the list. It should have gone, gone somewhere I should have done the top four list. But like I said, I don't like ranking these things because that doesn't mean that I like one more than the other. Especially when I start talking about the sitcoms. There is no one about more about the other. We also watch all the offices. But I, I feel like I'd have to put my own special category for that. I didn't want to spend time talking about all the office episodes we watch. We just watch all of them. There's a lot of good ones and there's a lot of different ones that you, you can watch the range of the change of the seasons. Uh, and they're all streaming. A lot of these things that I've mentioned, in some form, you can find some way to see them. Spin City, you should be able to find. Andy Griffith's show should be on Paramount Plus, maybe? I don't know. Uh, do check out I Love Lucy if you can try to find that one. News Radio would be kind of hard to find. Uh, that would be on DVD. I don't think you can find that streaming anywhere. If so, I think it should be... Maybe on Paramount Plus. I don't know. A lot of the shows by Sony. I forget where Sony goes. A lot of these are done by Sony Television. I forget where they go. Possible chance they might be on there somewhere. But yeah. So that's going to be it for now. I'm talking the top Christmas TV shows. 
Um, I'm still putting in order of what the next set that I'm going to be talking about. So stay tuned for our next episode of the Top Christmas. Let's see. Let's let's, let's try to go with the top animated uh, TV specials next time. Keep it in the theme of television. We're going to talk about the Christmas TV specials, which are like animated specials, I mean. Like the Rankin-Bass stuff. We're going to talk about ones that have made my list, and we're going to be talking about ones that we still watch that aren't on my list. And like I said, I got a list of lists, and, you know, I've talked about what we, what we, what I can talk about. So I, I, I really feel bad that I left out some. And I know I had to put my list together in, like, the Spin Cities or, like, two. I couldn't really pick one or the other. Just, you, you watch them both, you decide which one you want to see more than the other, but I suggest you watch them both. So yeah, so Merry Christmas from this first episode, and we'll see you next time on Some Other Uses Podcast, Top Christmas TV Specials. See ya. You just listened to the Some Other Uses Podcast with Richard Wigan. Have a holly jolly, you think we're going to finish that? We'd have to pay.